Good evening, everybody, and welcome once again to Old Time Rock and Roll. I'm your host, Lee Douglas, and tonight is our special end-of-the-year salute to those musicians, that is, writers, producers, engineers, and singers that passed away during 2014. Thank God we haven't lost too many of the greats, but we did lose some extremely important members of the community that actually wrote and produced some of the classic records of the 1950s and 60s, all tonight on Old Time Rock and Roll. As we usually do, we take you through the chronology of the year, starting from January, going right up to the present time. Uh, Back on the 2nd of January of this year in Tampa, Florida, Jay Trainer passed away. Jay Trainer, of course, was the original lead singer of Jay and the Americans, and he died of liver cancer. He was born in Brooklyn, New York. A matter of fact, on March the 30th, just a few days after Lee Douglas in Brooklyn. He sang a great number of songs for the Americans, including She Cried. He also worked with the Mystics, where he did versions of the White Cliffs of Dover and Somewhere Over the Rainbow. He is a vocal group Hall of Fame inductee. Here is Jay Trainer, And what we're going to do tonight, we're going to start with something, of course, that they did as part of Jane the Americans, and then his first solo recording after he left Jane the Americans called I Rise, I Fall. Jay Trainer. Just begun 
2014, one of the pioneers of rock and roll and rockabilly passed away. His name was Phil Everly. He was born on the 19th of January back in 1939 in Chicago, Illinois. His contributions to rock and roll and country music cannot be measured 
by singing alone. His presence, what he did with his brother and on his own, is incredible. Phil, of course, was part of the Everly Brothers with his brother Don, and they wasted 10 years of their life bickering and fighting. He passed away of what they call chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. I guess his contributions to music will not be forgotten. They did wake up little Susie, Kathy's clown. He is a rock and roll Hall of Fame inductee and a country music Hall of Fame inductee. There aren't too many that have done both. We are going to give you a retrospective of music of the Everly Brothers and a special listen to something that you may not have heard, and that is a song that Phil did after the split, which is pretty, pretty important because this record, which this was, of course, a first, this was done and predates the Hollies. It's called All the Air That I Breathe. Here is Phil Everly, along with his brother, Don. I'm gonna cry Bye-bye, love Bye-bye, sweet caress Hello, emptiness I feel like I could die Bye-bye, my love Goodbye There goes my baby With someone new She sure looks happy I sure am blue was my baby till he stepped in Goodbye from romance that might have been Bye-bye, love Bye-bye, happiness Hello, loneliness I think I'm gonna cry Bye-bye, love I'm through with romance I'm through with love I'm through with counting The stars above And here's the reason That I'm so free My loving baby Is through with me
January 27th of this year, Pete Seeger passed away in Manhattan. He sang and played guitar, banjo, mandolin, piano, and ukulele. He sang, of course, Where Have All the Flowers Gone and Turn, 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 which in the 1960s became big songs. He was a member of the group known as the Weavers, did that famous hit, Good Night, Irene. He worked with singers like Donovan, Johnny Cash, John Mellencamp, Willie Nelson, Dave Matthews, Buffy St. Marie, Bruce Springsteen, Arlo Guthrie, Woody Guthrie, and more. And he is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame without ever really producing a rock and roll record. Pete Seeger, this is live.
inasmuch as Pete Seeger was not rock and roll, I have to throw in this lady because she basically single-handed got this country through the Great Depression. She was one of the most beautiful women in the world as a child and a great human being as an adult. She started out, I guess, at the age of three, singing and dancing on the first sound shorts produced in the movies and ended up being an ambassador to the United Nations. Shirley Temple Black died on February 10th of this year in Woodside, California. What can I say? Here's the good ship lollipop, Shirley Temple. On the good ship lollipop, it's a sweet trip to a candy shop where bonbons play on the sunny beach in Peppermint Bay. Lemonade stand Everywhere Crackerjack stand Belly air And there you are Happy landing on a chocolate bar Eat the sugar bowl Do the tootsie roll With the big bad jelly fruit cake If you eat too much Oh, oh is not well known at all. In fact, the reason for him being on this show is the fact that he has the dubious distinction of being on the winter dance party that cost the lives of Buddy Holly, the Big Bopper, and Richie Valens and their pilot. Frankie Sardo died on February 6th this year. 
He is Italian-born, and he was born in 1939. He received his formal education in show business by acting, singing, and dancing with his parents in Italian theater. Upon graduating in New York City, he continued his education in Virginia, where he studied studied and produced and acted in plays. He then entered show business as part of a comedy team after returning from the Korean War versus via the U.S. Army. In 1958, he began teaming with his brother John to record songs as Frankie and Johnny. Frankie hoped that his solo career with the recording Fake Out, which was written by his brother on ABC Paramount, would be his big break. It was not. But Frankie again had the dubious distinction of being on that show. He married and quit performing and went on to producing records. He also turned to acting in U.S. and Italian movies and an off-Broadway theater. In 1968, he moved to California where he helped produce music for the biker film Hell's Angels 69. Sardo listed his occupation as movie producer when he and seven others were arrested by Scotland Yard detectives in London in November of 1971 in connection with the theft of $30 million in securities from a Chicago bank. He says he was acquitted. Frankie passed away on February 26, 2014, after a two-year-long battle with cancer. Here is Frankie Sardo. Adios, eating up to the board, for my Xbox 44. What was the date of the First World War? What is it now in the advert for? Well, well, teacher, I eat teacher, yeah, yeah, as the president of the New York chapter of the Bill Haley and his Comets fan club, I had the pleasure of meeting Franny Beecher. And Franny Beecher was to the guitar 
as Bill Haley was to the Spit Girl. He was an incredible performer, and he was part of the original Bill Haley and his comments. He died of natural causes on February the 24th of this year. He was born on September 29, 1921 in Norristown, Pennsylvania. He wrote a lot of the musical instrumental parts of the Haley's group, especially in their live performances. He is a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductee. He also was part of a group called the Kingsmen, not the ones that did Louie Louie, but the ones that produced the song Weekend. So let's salute the great Franny Beecher and some of those great riffs you're going to hear are all his.
something else.
When people think of the name Joe Frazier, they think of the boxer that battled Muhammad Ali so many times back in the 1960s. But Joe Frazier in music was one of the founding members of the Chad Mitchell Trio. He died on March 28th of 2014. Although he was considered a folk singer, level of comedic talent that was added to by the insane music that they sang made the world a little bit happier. Here are three of Joe Frazier and the Chad Mitchell Trio's best songs. Draft Dodger Rag, The Ballad of Lizzie Borden, and The Ballad of Sigmund Freud. One very exciting area of folk idiom and folk music to us has always been the hatchet murders in Massachusetts. <laughs> and I think that this quaint bit of suburban living uh, can, can best be explained through the use of our poet laureate, uh, Joe Frazier. Elizabeth Borden took an axe and gave her mother 40 wax. And when the job was nicely done, she gave her father 41. Yesterday in Old Fall River, Mr. Andrew Borden died, and he got his daughter Lizzie on a charge of homicide. Some folks say she didn't do it, and others say of course she did. They all agree Miss Lizzie B was a problem kind of kid. Cause you can't chop your papa up in Massachusetts. Not even if his plan is a surprise. A surprise! So you can't chop your papa up in Massachusetts. You know how neighbors love to criticize. <laughs> he got him on the sofa where he'd gone to take a snooze. And I hope he went to heaven cause he wasn't wearing shoes. Lizzie kinda rearranged him with a hatchet so they say. Then she got her mother in that same old but you can't chop your mama up in Massachusetts. Not even if you're tired of her cuisine. Her cuisine. No, you can't chop your mama up in Massachusetts. They know it's almost sure to cause a scene. Well, they really kept her hopping on that busy afternoon with both down and upstairs chopping while she hummed the ragtime tune. They really made her hustle, and when all was said and done, she removed her mother's bustle when she wasn't wearing one. Oh, you can't chop your mama up in Massachusetts and then blame all the damage on the mice. No, you can't chop your mama up in Massachusetts. That kind of thing just isn't very nice. Now, it wasn't done for pleasure, and it wasn't done for spite, and it wasn't done because the lady wasn't very bright. She'd always done the slightest thing that mom and papa bid, they said. Lizzie, cut it out. So that's exactly what she did. No, you can't chop your papa up in Massachusetts. Massachusetts is a far cry from New York. No, you can't chop your papa up in Massachusetts. Shut the door and lock and latch it. Here comes Lizzie with a brand new hatchet. You can't chop your papa up in Massachusetts. Such a snob, I've heard it said. She met her paw and cut him dead. You can't chop your papa up in Massachusetts. Jump like a fish, jump like a porpoise. All join hands and habeas corpus. You can't chop your papa up in
We've licked pneumonia and TB and plagues that used to mock us. We've got the onus and the sun. The smallpox cannot pock us. We found the antibodies for the Staphylostreptococcus. But oh, the universal curse from Vietnam to Korea. The bug of bugs that bugs us still and begs for panacea. Oh, who will find the antidote for pentagonorrhea? I'm just a typical American boy from a typical American town. I believe in God and Senator Dodd and in keeping old Castro down. And when it came my time to serve, I knew better dead than red. But when I got to my old draft board, buddy, this is what I said. Sergeant, I'm only 18, I got a ruptured spleen, and I always carry a purse. I got eyes like a bat, and my feet are flat, my asthma's getting worse. Consider my career, my sweetheart dear, my poor old invalid aunt. Besides, I ain't no fool, I'm a-going to school, and I'm a-working in a defense plant. I got a dislocated disc and a racked up back And I'm allergic to flowers and bugs And when a bombshell hits I get epileptic fits And I'm addicted to a thousand drugs I got the weakness woes and I can't touch my toes I can hardly reach my knees And if the enemy ever came close to me Why, well, I'd probably start to sneeze Sergeant, I'm only 18, I got a ruptured spleen And I always carry a purse I got eyes like a bat and my feet are flat My asthma's getting worse Consider my career, my sweetheart dear, my poor old invalid aunt. Besides, I ain't no fool, I'm a-going to school, and I'm a-working in a defense plant. I hate Joe and lie, and I hope he dies, but I think you gotta see that if someone's gotta go over there, that someone isn't me. So have a ball, Sarge, watch them fall while you kill me a thousand or so. And if you ever get a war without any gore, well, I'll be the first to go. Sergeant, I'm only 18. I got a ruptured spleen. And I always carry a purse. I got eyes like a bat and my feet are flat and my asthma's getting worse. Consider my career, my sweetheart dear. I gotta water my rubber tree plant. Besides, I ain't no fool. I'm a-going to school and I'm a-working in a defense plant. Sergeant, I'm only 18. I got a ruptured spleen and I always carry a purse. I got eyes like a bat and my feet are flat. My asthma's getting worse. Consider my career, my sweetheart dear, my poor old limbo land. Besides, I ain't no fool, I'm a-going to school, and I'm a-working in a defense plant. Now we'd like to tell you the story of probably the grandfather of all modern-day psychoanalysts, the great Dr. Sigmund Freud. Well, it started in Vienna not so many years ago, when not enough folks were getting sick. That a starving young physician tried to better his position by discovering what made his patients tick. He forgot about sclerosis and invented the psychosis and a hundred ways that sex could be enjoyed. He adopted as his credo down depression of libido and that was the start of Dr. Sigmund Freud. Well, Dr. Freud, Dr. Freud, Dr. Freud, Dr. Freud, Freud, how we wish you had been differently employed. But the set of circumstances still enhances the finances of the followers of Dr. Sigmund Freud. Well, he analyzed the dreams of the teens and libertines, substituted monologue for pills. He drew crowds just like Walt Sattler when along came Jung and Adler, and they said, by God, there's gold in them bar ills. They encountered no resistance when they served as Freud's assistance, as with ego and with it they deftly toyed. But instead of toting bedpans, they wore analytic deadpans, those ambitious doctors, Adler, Young, and Freud. Well, Dr. Freud. 
marching in. Comes marching in. How we wish you had been differently employed. But the set of circumstances still enhances the finances of the followers of Dr. Sigmund Freud. Now the big three have departed, but not so the cult they started. No, it's being carried on by a goodly band. And to trauma, shock, and war shock, someone's gone and added Rorschach, and the thing has got completely out of hand. So old boys with double chinsies and a thousand would-be kinsies, they discuss it at the drop of a repression. And I wouldn't be complaining, but for all the loot I'm paying, just to lie on someone's couch and say confession, well, Dr. Freud, cha-cha-cha, Dr. Freud, cha-cha-cha, how we wish you had been differently employed. But the set of circumstances still enhances the finances of the followers of Dr. Sigmund Freud. What the set of circumstances still enhances the finances. Well, that was beautiful, fellas. <laughs> of the followers of Dr. Sigmund Freud. Cha, cha, cha. No, I started collecting records in 1956. By 1957, I was spending most of the money I didn't have on records. 45s, of course. And one of the first singles that I bought was by a guy by the name of Little Joe Cook and the Thrillers. That song with the falsetto voice, which was, I think, the first time I had ever heard anything like that, was quite interesting. And later on, they said that his voice in that song became an influence on both Frankie Valley and Luke Christie both. Cook's next record, The Echoes Keep Calling Me, was also a minor. Hear that? Nothing. However, in the 1960s, he did have a hit with his daughters and their friends called The Sherry's. Pop, 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 pie. Little Joe Cook. <laughs>
One of the absolute legends in popular mu- music passes away. It is a sad thing indeed. Gennaro Luis Vitaliano was born on July 8, 1930, and died on May 18th of this year. He was an American singer and actor best known as Jerry Vale. In high school to earn money, Vale took a job shining shoes in a barbershop in New York City. And he sang while he shined shoes, and his boss liked the sound so well that he actually paid for music lessons for the boy. Enjoying the lessons, Vale started singing in high school musicals and in local nightclubs. This led to additional club dates, one lasting for three years in a suburb of Yonkers, New York, just north of the city. Here was Paul Insetta, who was a road manager for Guy Mitchell, and a hit songwriter heard him there and signed him to a management contract. He changed his name, coached him, and arranged for Vale to record some demo records for a song he had written. He brought the demos to Columbia Records. Vale was then signed a recording contract with Columbia, and Inseta managed him for many years. Vale and his wife of 54 years, Rita, resided in Palm Desert, California. His biography, A Singer's Life, by Richard Gruden's was published in the year 2000 by Celebrity Profile. Here's Jerry Vale, You Don't Know Me. 
give your hand to me, and then you say hello, and I can hardly speak. My heart is beating so, and anyone could tell. You think you know me well, but you don't know me. No, you don't know the one who dreams of you at night and longs to kiss your lips and longs to hold you tight. To you, I'm just a friend. That's all I've ever been. But you don't know me. For I never knew the art of making love, though my heart ached with love for you. Chance you might have loved me too. You give your hand to me, and then you say goodbye. I watch you walk away beside the lucky guy to never, never know the one who loves you so. No, you don't know me. Say goodbye. I watch you walk away beside the lucky guy to never, never know the one who loves you so. No, you don't know me. Many of you may not have remembered Johnny Mann. He died on June the 18th of this year in Anderson, South Carolina. He was born on August 30th, 1928, in Baltimore, Maryland. He was a composer, arranger, singer, and he led an orchestra and a chorus known as the Johnny Mann Singers. He worked with Johnny Brunette, the Crickets, Eddie Cochran, Nat King Cole, Dean Martin, Frank Sinatra and was musical director for the original Alvin and the Chipmunks TV show, where he actually played the voice of Theodore. But Mann had one big hit with the Johnny Mann singers, and we're going to play that for you right now. I think you'll remember it. Love me with all your heart. Yes, 
Jerry Goffin, who died on June the 19th in Los Angeles, had many claims to fame. He was born in um, Brooklyn, New York, on February 11, 1939. He co-wrote Will You Love Me Tomorrow and Take Good Care of Your Baby and so many others with his wife, Carol King. His songs have been recorded by Bobby V, Tony Orlando, Billy Fury, Little Eva, The Shirelles, Steve Lawrence, Donnie Osmond, The Grand Funk Railroad, The Chiffons, The Drifters, The Animals, Rod Stewart, Herman's Hermits, Dusty Springfield, The Birds, Aretha Franklin, and The Monkees. What more could anyone ask? Rest in peace, Jerry Goffin. Here's his own wife, fittingly singing, Will You Love Me? Tomorrow, Carol King.
rock and roll and rhythm and blues singer Bobby Womack, Robert Dwayne Womack, died on June the 27th this year. He was born on March the 4th, 1944 in Cleveland, Ohio. He sang things like, If You Think You're Lonely Now and It's All Over Now. He was a member of the Womack Brothers, who did songs like Buffalo Bill and the Valentinos. He worked with Sam Cooke, Joe Tex, Aretha Franklin, Sly and the Family Stone, Todd Rundgren, Janis Joplin, and the Box Tops. He is a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductee, Bobby Womack. And I'm searching everywhere And I'm looking, I'm 
on July 29th of this year, country rock singer Donald James Delbridge, otherwise known as Johnny Reb, passed away. Johnny Reb was interesting in as his hit records were not hits in this country. In fact, his biggest hit, Hey Sheriff, was a big hit in the 1950s in Australia and New Zealand. So we're going to play for that right now. We're going to play Hey Sheriff. Here is Johnny Reb. a record producer, songwriter, and sometimes even singer. He died on September 11th of this year in Scarborough, Maine. He is most well known for 
his songs that were recorded by the Four Seasons, like Big Girls Don't Cry and Ragdoll. He also did songs for Mitch Ryder in the Detroit Wheels, Herman's Hermits, The Rays, Freddie Cannon, Michael Jackson, Leslie Gore, Patti LaBelle, Bobby Darin, and Roberta Flack. And he is an inductee of the Songwriters Hall of Fame. He also did a song which became a huge hit in this country, Bob Crew and the and his generation music to watch girls by. Oh yeah. and roll business. Everyone knows the name Cosimo Matassa. He died on September 11th of this year. He was born in New Orleans, Louisiana in 1926. He was a recording engineer and studio owner. It was in his studio and with his expertise that the sounds of Fats Domino, Little Richard, Jerry Lee Lewis, Ray Charles, Dr. John, Smiley Lewis, and Bobby Mitchell came from. He is a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Blues Hall of Fame, and Louisiana Music Hall of Fame inductee. 
Here's some music that I think you will know that was overseen by this great man, Cosimo Mitasa. sounds from the days of rhythm and blues in New Orleans. What Cosimo Matassa was to rhythm and blues, George Hamilton was to country music. Even though he wasn't popular in the days of, of the 2000s and the new generation, George Hamilton IV was the international ambassador of country music. He died in Nashville on September 17th of this year. He had a heart attack. He was a great singer. He started out rockabilly when there was no rockabilly. He was born July 19th, 1937. He was a guitarist and singer. He wrote A Rose in the Baby Ruth. He sang Abilene and so many other great songs. He was a mainstay all across the world giving country music a great name. He was a good friend of Patsy Cline, and he will be missed by all who loved his music. We had a quarrel, a teenage quarrel. Now I'm as blue as I know how to be. I can't call you. 
on the phone I can't even see you at your home So I'm sending you this present Just to prove that I'm telling the truth Dear, I believe you won't laugh when you receive This rose and a baby rule I could have sent you an orchid of some kind But that's all I had in my jeans at the time But when we grow up, someday I'll show up, just to prove I was telling the truth. I'll kiss you too, then I'll hand to you this rose and a baby. Also this year, a 1960s phenomenon by the name of Paul Revere. Lead singer of Paul Revere and the Raiders died October 4th of this year in Caldwell, Ohio. He was born on January the 7th, 1938. Most well known for Indian Reservation and Kicks, Paul Revere. Cherry 
actually was what we call an answer record. She died on October 23rd of this year in Orem, California. She did that song, the answer to Jim Reeves' He'll Have to Go, and she called it He'll Have to Stay. Jeannie Black. I am glad you finally called I've been waiting here tonight, but not alone You broke the date that we had made just yesterday Now there's someone else who's here, he'll have to stay I have found another love I know is true And he holds me much more tenderly than you Loving you's not worth the price I have to pay Someone else is in your place He'll have to stay Once I loved you With all my heart But now I must say no You broke my heart Too many times So now You'll have to go I can hear The jukebox playing Soft and low and you're out again with someone else I know My love was blind, I'm not your kind That's all I'll say So you can hang up, I'm in his arms He'll have to stay Now someone else is in your place He'll have to stay You might remember the name Acker Bilk because Bernard Stanley Bilk 
who was born in and raised in England in 1929 in Pensford, Somerset, England. He was a clarinetist and jazz musician. He is most famous for his only song that made it here in the United States. It's called Strangers on the Shore. Acker Bilk. On November 17th of this year in Las Vegas, Nevada, Jimmy Ruffin passed away. He was born on May the 7th, 1936 in Collinsville, Mississippi. He is most famous for his song, What Becomes of the Brokenhearted. He worked with the Dixie Nightingales, Brenda Holloway, Robin Give, and brother of David Ruffin of The Temptations. I have to say, one of the greatest songs of the 1950s and 60s, What Becomes of the Brokenhearted.
As I walk this land of broken dreams, I have visions of many things, but happiness is just an illusion filled with sadness and confusion. What becomes of the Before we go ahead with any more, I want to bring back a couple of more songs produced at the Cosimo Matassa Studios. I think you'll really get a little kick out of it, because these are the best of the 1950s.
Dave Apple. Does the name ring a bell? Well, in the early 1950s, this gentleman who led Apple and the Applejacks became most famous. He was in the first rock and roll movie, Rock Around the Clock, with Alan Freed and Bill Haley in the Comets. He performed in that. He was born on March 24, 1922, in Philadelphia, where he lived most of his life, and he died November 18th of this year. He was a guitarist, engineer, and arranger, most famous for his songs The Mexican Hat Rock and Rocka Conga. He was also very instrumental in helping in the music of Charlie Gracie, John Zacherly, the Orlons, Chubby Checker, Dee Dee Sharp, Bobby Rydell, and the Dovells. He also arranged in his earlier years for Benny Carter and Earl Father Hines, and he produced the albums of Tony Orlando and Dawn. Dave Apple.
for our last part tonight, I have decided to give up the usual habit I have of reading all the information that I have on these people and turn it over to a guy who knew this gentleman well. For once, it pays to know somebody. As you know, uh, I've done a lot of interviews with Paul Evans, and Paul is a friend of mine. He is a great singer and also a great arranger and musician and songwriter. His partner in songwriting over the years passed away on the 29th of November of this year. He co-wrote with Something Blue. I'd like to present right now my good friend, Paul Evans. Hi, this is Paul Evans, and I'm happy that I've been given this chance to memorialize my friend and co-writer, Al Byron, who unfortunately passed away on November 29th of this year. Al was born Alexander Schwartz in Brooklyn, New York, in 1932, and I'm not sure how he got the name Byron, but Perhaps the great writer, Lord Byron, was some sort of an influence on him. I don't, I don't know. Al was that kind of an intellectual lyricist. He generally wrote and wrote and rewrote a lyric before he would pass it off to a, a composer. Al had quite a few songwriting credits. He wrote Elvis is Something Blue with me. He wrote, uh, uh, he co-wrote my recording of Happy Go Lucky Me. And he was real proud of a recording by Lena Horne on one of his songs just a few years ago. A great title and a great song, Some of My Best Friends Are the Blues. Well, his biggest hit, of course, was our song, Roses Are Red, My Love, a song that I wanted to record for Bob Morgan over at um, Epic Records. But Bob had an artist that he believed was uh, just a step away from stardom, and so I had to... Well, I don't think settle for would be the correct expression because Bobby Vinton's record of Roses Are Red was a monster hit and made Al and I a couple of happy songwriters. Here's a story that I'd like to tell you about uh, our song, Roses Are Red. In, it was 1962. I was uh, at a recording uh, session doing some demos, and I told my musicians to take a five and joked that I was going to write a hit song during those five minutes because Al had just brought me a lyric. And he put the lyric on the piano that I was sitting at, and after studying it for a few moments, I wrote the melody that you heard Bobby Vinton sing. You know, I tried to improve the melody for the next couple of weeks, but I found that I kept going back to the original melody that I wrote to Al's lyric right there at the piano that day. You know, sometimes you work for months and, and months, until you, you finally come up with something that in your mind is, might be the greatest song ever written. Unfortunately, too often no one else likes it. So, you know, I, I wrote the melody to Al's lyric of Roses Are Red in the time it took Bobby Vinton to sing the song. And Bobby stayed at number one on the Billboard charts for four solid weeks. And, you know, when I perform Roses Are Red, I always manage to make at least one audience member cry. When I get to Al's great lines is that your little girl she looks a lot like you someday some boy will write in her book too roses are red my love 
Violets are blue. Sugar is sweet, my love, but not as sweet as you. Rest in peace, Al. A long, long time ago, on graduation day, you handed me your book. I signed this way. Roses are red, my love. Violets are blue. Sugar is sweet, my love, but not. As sweet as you, we dated through high school, and when the big day came, I wrote into your book next to my name. Roses are red, my love. Violets are blue. Sugar is sweet, my love, but not as sweet as you. Then I went far away, and you found someone new. I read your letter, dear, and I wrote back to you. Roses are red. Sugar is sweet, my love. Good luck, may God bless you. Is that your little girl? She looks a lot like you. Someday, some boy will write in her book to roses are red, my love. Again, I want to thank Paul Evans for doing that for me. I thought he would appreciate it and, and come to terms on, on the, in his own way. That about does it for old-time rock and roll for tonight. This also signifies the end of this year. We never know what's going to take place in the years to come. But those of you who have been listening to old-time rock and roll for some time must know that the way things are going right now our um, donations are really falling off to almost nothing. And if we are to survive 2015, we do need your help. If you do not help, nobody's going to come and yell at you. I'll just sign off and you will have to <laughs> deal with it. In any case, I do hope if you can make a, a donation that you will. www.oldtimernr.com 
this is the end of this year. It's been a wonderful year. It's been a year full of heartaches for some, uh, upheavals uh, again, as it is almost every year in the world. And still, we survive. All I can do, my friends, is give you this wish, which I give my listeners every year. May you never want as long as you live. And may you live as long as you want. This is Lee Douglas. That is a wrap. I'll watch.